Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey friend, happy new year. I hope you're enjoying some time off or at the very least making some space in your days to just relax and enjoy this time of year. I'm back with you sharing my most popular episodes, and this one is on the 10 key steps to overcoming constipation. Initially, I thought this was a bit of a funny one to include in the best of the show series, but obviously it's one of the most downloaded episodes for a reason. And that's because around 15 to 20% of us are dealing with chronic constipation. And when it comes to constipation, the conventional medicine approach really doesn't provide any great options because just taking laxatives obviously isn't a great long-term option. In this episode, I'm sharing with you the best food, supplements, and lifestyle strategies to help you get your gut moving and advanced strategies for overcoming constipation when you've tried it all. And if constipation isn't your thing, there are over 130 episodes ready and waiting. So go back into the feed and find what you need. Let's get straight into the key steps to get your gut moving. First up, get hydrated. Some signs that you may be dehydrated include being thirsty, low on energy, having dry mouth and lips, dark urine and headaches. There are a couple of things to consider when it comes to hydration. Are you drinking enough water? I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'll cover it again here. A rough guide for water intake is your body weight in kilos divided by 30. That number is your daily water intake in liters. So for example, if you're 60 kilos, your daily water intake should be around two liters. But for anyone, I wouldn't exceed more than around 2.8 liters a day. So be sure you're drinking enough pure water, ideally filtered to remove chlorine and other impurities. The other thing to consider when it comes to hydration is electrolytes. I find a lot of my clients actually manage to drink plenty of water, but still feel dehydrated. Electrolytes are basically minerals that help our body utilize the water we drink properly. The main electrolytes are magnesium, potassium, and sodium. Most conventional sports drinks and electrolytes contain crappy ingredients, so I would steer clear of those. You can easily make your own electrolyte drink with water, coconut water, fresh lemon juice, raw honey, a pinch of unrefined salt, and a magnesium supplement. You can also use pre-made electrolytes and add them to water or other drinks. I like Trace Minerals 40,000 volts electrolytes, and Element and Good Onya Organic are also meant to be awesome if you want something flavoured. I personally feel a whole lot better when I consume electrolytes daily, especially during summer. Now, I know this one can seem really basic and mundane, but it's so, so important. Hydration is so key for health and definitely helps to get your gut moving. So make it a priority. Step number two is to consume around 25 to 30 grams of fiber per day. 
And this is just another reason why the whole foods way of eating I recommend is so awesome. If you eat plenty of veggies and some fruit, you should naturally be getting enough fiber. Why fiber? Insoluble fiber speeds up the time that it takes for food to pass through your intestines. Examples of insoluble fiber include the skins of fruit and veggies, nuts and seeds, beans and whole grains. Insoluble fiber basically gives your gut a big sweep out. Soluble fiber helps bulk out our stool and make it easier to pass. Fruit and veggies, flax seeds, psyllium husk and legumes are good sources of soluble fiber. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You don't need to eat grains or legumes to get enough fiber. You can easily get plenty of fiber through veggies alone. The reason I mention this is that a lot of people with gut issues have trouble digesting grains and legumes. So if that's you, don't worry. You can get plenty of fiber through fruits and veggies alone. Step number three for getting your gut moving is to look at your stress levels and how you eat. So many people eat in a rush and in a stressed out state. This is not good for our gut motility. When we're in a state of stress, our body is focused on keeping us alive. Blood is shuttled away from our digestive system towards our vital organs, which means our digestion is almost shut down. To mitigate this, we want to focus on stress management on a whole. Having daily stress management practices can really help, like spending time in nature, yoga, meditation, and exercise. And then when it comes to mealtimes, slow down. Take some deep breaths before you start eating to help you shift into that rest and digest or parasympathetic state and chew each mouthful thoroughly, ideally 20 to 30 times. Step number four is to use a squatty potty. We're actually designed to squat when having a bowel movement. It puts our colon in the best position to make elimination as easy as possible. On the other hand, sitting on a Western toilet can basically cut off the flow and make it much more difficult to have a bowel movement. All you need is a small footstool to place underneath your feet when you're sitting on the toilet. I like this step as well because it's simple, cheap, and can really have a huge impact. Step number five is a basic one, and that is to move your body every single day. 30 minutes of movement is totally fine. And the movement you choose for gut motility doesn't need to be anything crazy either. Walking or yoga is perfectly fine and will help get your gut moving. The next step in overcoming constipation is to identify any food sensitivities you may have. Interrupting this episode for just a minute to let you know how we can support you. If you're struggling with frustrating gut symptoms like IBS, bloating or reflux, we're here to help. We have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more. And if you have any questions about the programs or which one is right for you, send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is my name. That is F-R-A-N-D-A-R-G-A-V-I-L-L-E. And I would absolutely love to chat with you. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Food sensitivities can manifest in a lot of different ways. You could get bloated, you may feel tired and sluggish, you may get diarrhea, and yes, you can also experience constipation. 
What I've found in my clients is that a gluten sensitivity is often linked to constipation. So if you haven't already, you might like to try an elimination diet where you avoid gluten for three to four weeks and see if it helps improve your symptoms. Now, it's not just gluten and dairy that could be causing your symptoms. You could be sensitive to any food. And the challenge with food sensitivities is that they aren't always super obvious. You could eat gluten occasionally and just always be constipated. It's one of those chronic, low-lying symptoms. It's not so obvious, like with bloating or nausea, where you might experience those things directly after eating a meal. So you can start with trying the basic elimination diet, as I mentioned, with gluten and possibly dairy. I walk you through this process in my High Vibe and Gut Healthy programs. And once you've done that, you can either consider a more targeted elimination diet based on your symptoms. Say, for example, if you experience constipation, migraines, and a constant runny nose and watery eyes, you might consider a low histamine diet. We just want to be mindful that when we do any kind of restrictive diet like low FODMAP or low histamine, we only do it for a short period of time while also focusing on gut healing. If you don't do this, you'll likely end up being stuck on this super restrictive diet for years, which is something a lot of my clients have experienced before coming to work with me. So always with any restrictive diet, focus on improving your digestion and gut health at the same time. Food sensitivity testing is also an option here. And while the science doesn't fully back this testing, I personally found it to be helpful for myself. And clinically, I found it to be helpful for those people who are really having a lot of trouble identifying their trigger foods. Step number seven is to add in some foods and possibly supplements to help get your gut moving. Beetroots, bitter greens like dandelion, radish, and any dark leafy greens help support bile flow, which can get things moving along your GI tract. In terms of supplements, magnesium citrate can be really effective for alleviating constipation, but remember, this is a band-aid fix and not something we want to rely on long-term. Bowel Mover from Cellcore is another awesome supplement option, and some people prefer this over the magnesium. It just works better for some people. Again, this is a short-term solution to help you feel good day-to-day and avoid the adverse effects of constipation while we work on finding the reason why you're constipated in the first place. Step number eight is opting for more warm liquids and foods over cold. Warm and hot liquids stimulate peristalsis, which is the muscular waves that move things through your digestive tract. Some good options include bone broth, peppermint or lemon and ginger tea, or warm lemon water, which I have every single morning. Step number nine is to dig further into the root cause. Other possible causes of constipation include dysbiosis or pathogenic infections like SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, candida or parasites. And you just can't guess when it comes to these things. It's important to identify exactly what's going on using functional lab testing like the GI map stool test. When we have this information, we can create a plan that's personalized to you with food and supplements to address exactly what's going on in your gut. If you have chronic gut issues that have been going on for a long time, I highly recommend considering this. The final step is to consider structural issues which is another possible root cause of constipation. 
You may have some structural issue in your digestive tract that slows down the movement of food and waste through your gut. If you've literally tried everything, including lab testing, and you don't feel like stress is impacting your gut motility, I'd suggest exploring this. You could look for an osteopath or a practitioner who does visceral manipulation and be sure to do some research to make sure you find a good practitioner. Steps one to five are the basics. I'd suggest making sure you address those first because they're quite foundational to health. Let's recap quickly on all the steps now. Step one is to get hydrated with water and electrolytes. Step number two is to consume around 25 to 30 grams of fiber every day. Step three is to support your stress levels and get into a relaxed state before eating. Step four is to use a squatty potty. Step number five is a basic one, and that is to move your body every single day. Step six is to identify your food sensitivities, if you have any. Step seven is to add in some foods and possibly supplements to support gut motility like beetroot and magnesium citrate. Step eight is to opt for more warm liquids over cold liquids and warm foods as well. Step nine is to dig further into the root cause and consider functional lab testing. And step 10 is to consider structural issues. I hope you found this helpful. Have an awesome holiday season, whatever it is you celebrate, and I'll catch you in the new year. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.